The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a red flag. What opener would be ideal for you? I mean, I know we play in Virginia. It's not... It's not like you're playing a, a Georgia Tech team to open the season, uh, which had a lot of fireworks. And it's not like you're playing against um, Cal or UCLA or LSU, Florida State, like those two guys are doing uh, here on Sunday. What would be an ideal opener for you? One inside of Neyland Stadium. <laughs> but I, I, I realized why they are playing this game. I know Danny White and this administration has maybe gotten a little unfair criticism for this game being scheduled uh, and also next year's West Virginia game in Charlotte once again. But it's it's a byproduct of having to buy out of that BYU game and, and the Oklahoma series uh, being canceled. Uh, and, and this was the, the best option on the table for, for this administration to go play a game. So I, I get it. And, and, like, don't get me wrong, I'm very excited. Uh, football, college football is college football at, at the end of the day. Uh, and personally, like I, I'm really excited to head on over, and and I, I know Nissan Stadium isn't Lambeau Field or Heinz Field or Heinz Field. one of those Acrisure Stadium, whatever they call it now. It's still Heinz Field to me, um, but I, I know it's not one of those historic venues, Foxborough, but it's still an NFL stadium, and you know the Titans have some new turf. It, it's been weird to watch the Titans play some preseason football on that turf but uh, and i know you're gonna enjoy the heat on that turf w- when you're walking around on the sidelines absolutely on saturday I but it, it's still an nfl stadium at the end of the day so getting inside of an nfl stadium and being for me personally inside of an nfl press box that, that's really cool but it, it, i guess mostly it, and it's a deb- double-edged sword right like for tennessee like it's going to be a w which is what you want as a fan but in terms of entertainment value, if, if we're strictly strictly talking about entertainment value, Virginia's predicted to finish last in the ACC by like every ACC projection, and, and they've got quite a bit of issues going on. So I guess it's mostly the opponent that, that kind of has me not as excited as maybe I could be, but uh, it, it's still Tennessee football and sec football so i'll i'll, I'll take it I, I just wish it kind of feels like a cupcake game is what i'm getting at was last year not a cupcake game going into week number one was there any difference in how you feel now versus last uh, year i i see what you're saying in in terms of my cupcake comment i guess i'm also referencing tennessee's like big non-conference opponent this season it's it, it's got a much different feel than than that Pittsburgh game last year uh, because there, there was a, a little bit of the unknown and that Pittsburgh team last year it w- was better than this Virginia team. But in, in terms of strictly talking about opener, I, I know that Tennessee opened with a, a cupcake game last year as as well, uh, but at, at least it was inside of Neyland Stadium. Yeah. Uh, so so okay. that made it a little bit better even if the opponent wasn't great. Okay. No, that makes sense. A65-255-03. Our Beatty Chevrolet text box is open for you uh, as well to 
uh, tap in to the show and be a part of the show by sending in comments or in questions. How many days are we until kickoff? You know, I don't. It's hard to keep up with all the days, honestly. I just know that Four. it's one one day closer. When I wake up, I'm like, oh, one day closer. We're Jay Wade days away. All right, four days away. Dante Stallworth, let's go. Cedric Tillman days. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, yesterday, the depth chart was released for, for Tennessee. And um, I think it's funny because Nick Saban, Alabama, refusing to put out a depth chart because of the quarterback competition. Like, this is the first time they've had a quarterback competition. And this is the first time Nick Saban has um, failed to release a week one depth chart going into the first game in 17 years. But, hey, this year he says he's going to create a distraction. Whatever, man. But for Tennessee, a week one depth chart was released. I'm trying here, Ben, to take this serious. Like, I'm trying to to – not read into it because I don't think it's worth reading into. But I'll ask you anything that stand that stood out to you We in the uh, depth chart release yesterday. Yeah, a couple of things. And I, I kind of feel the, the same way you do uh, about the depth chart. I, I don't think it's totally nothing, but I, I, I do think there, there there's obviously – some some of trying to keep some guys happy that that, that is involved when constructing uh, this depth chart but and and this is geared more for the broadcasters right in my opinion at least like people who follow Tennessee fans media members whoever like everybody has a, a general awareness of kind of the main guys at each position mm-hmm. and who's going to play so I feel like this is a, a good reference point for broadcasters who, who are maybe stepping in this week, Joe Tessitore, Jesse Palmer, Katie George, the, the broadcast crew on ABC, this is something that they can reference. Uh, so I think it's built more for them. But I, I was surprised to see John Campbell <laughs> listed as an oar. John Campbell is going to be the starting left tackle. And I that that's probably uh, to keep Gerald Mincy happy there and, and not let him go off the rails uh, any uh, so that that was a little bit of a surprise, I, I guess. Uh, Jabari Small, Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright's your starting running back. I, I like Jabari Small. I, I like Dylan Sampson. They're going to have good years. They're going to contribute. But uh, it, it's been well documented just how great of an offseason Jalen Wright has had. And, and uh, as you have alluded to, I think there's some separation there. Uh, the, the interesting question is who do you think gets the first handoff? Do, do you think they give it to Jalen Wright, who is – RB1 in terms of overall ability, or do, or do they give it to the senior? I mean, I think you got to give it to the guy who's the best back. I mean, I just think you're sending weird messages if you don't give it to the guy that's worked the hardest and, and, and is the best. So who cares if you're senior or not? Why, why recruit players from high school if and tell them, hey, you got a chance to play, you got a chance to be special if you're only going to play – um, guys who are older first now, I just think that's a terrible message to, to send to your team. You got to play the best players who work the hardest, no matter what. That's the way it works. And 
if you've earned the right to be a starter, then you should be a starter, and nothing else should get in, in the way of that. So that's that's how I feel on that. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think that Jalen Wright will take the first snap. That was a, a point of discussion on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast on Monday. I was the lone person who who thought that Jalen Wright w- would get the, the opening handoff. Mm. The, the rest of the guys think that the senior – will will get the the first handoff it's and a little it's a, uh, right i i get that but also like jabari small is kind of like the the touchdown vulture and and tends to to start games and i know that's years past so i, I don't blame anybody for thinking that jabari small is going to get that first handoff and and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter who gets the first handoff Let, let's see who gets the most and and, and that'll be jalen right but uh, defensively i was surprised to see elijah simmons on there we mentioned it last week. He's got a lower extremity injury, a, a lower body injury, and uh, he he's not going to be playing for for quite some time. Well, uh, so I was there. surprised to see him listed on, on the depth chart, just for for that reason alone. I was surprised to see Danico Slaughter listed as an OR with, with Gabe Judy Lolly. Danico Slaughter's your your starting corner on one side of the field, and uh, that that is not going to change and unless something crazy happens of of him playing bad football and I don't think that's going to happen um but it, it, I also do on the other hand think it's a just a tip of the the, the hat for Gabe Judy Lally coming in handling his business and uh, he he's going to contribute the the BYU transfer so I I, I can understand that but uh no, nothing major other than that you know I think it's good to see if you're a Tennessee fan kind of the the third string guys, I think there's an obvious upgrade in talent there. When you look at Jeremiah T. Lander, Arion Carter, Caleb Herring, guys like that being listed, the that that part of the depth chart looks different in a good way than it has the last two years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we may have to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. If I, that's something that you want to come back with. Um, but I, I think everything matters. I think who takes the first snap matters. I think who takes the last snap matters. Um, I know it's easy to, to say it doesn't matter, um, but you're not going to have me out here working, grinding, and then tell me what matters and what doesn't matter. Everything matters because I think as, as a coach, you're preaching all the small details matter. So you can't tell me as a player and you're the coach, hey, everything matters. What you do on the field, what you do off the field, how you carry yourself, the small thing matters. Everything matters. And then you're not going to play the best back in fall camp and then try to tell me it doesn't matter? No, 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 no. Don't work that way. Every every single thing matters. And so um, I just feel like, and I love me some Jabari Small. I really do. But you got to play the guys first who are the best, who are playing the best. And it's not personal. It, it's this business, and it's, it's important to have a message that is consistent. You want to be consistent, point blank and, and period. 865-255-03. We all know the importance uh, of mental health, guys. Um, it can dictate every aspect of our life. It can make us, help, make us feel helpless make it feel like we're out of control. Mind, Body, and Wellness offers effective mental health treatment in an outpatient setting. It is okay to be okay. Most people don't have regular mental health care. 
They often wait. They often procrastinate. Let's change that. It's time that we consider our mental health as important as our physical health. Again, it is okay to not be okay. Mind, body, wellness is accessible. They are affordable. Most importantly, they are available. It's about you taking the first step. The first step is the most important. We talk about sports here each and every time we broadcast. and Football, it's about the first step. Who can get out the line quicker? Well, it's about the first step for you. If you know things are not where it needs to be, you've been taking care of your physical health. It's time to take care of your mental health. It's about the first step. You can do that by going to the website, mindbodyknoxville.com, to schedule a mental wellness assessment. That is mindbodyknoxville.com. We're going to take a uh, quick timeout, and then we'll go straight to the phones. We'll go to the text box. It is game week here at Ben McKee, four days until kickoff. You listen to the Swain event here in the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. Stay with us. The Swain event is brought to you by Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant, Dead End Barbecue. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. You're listening to the Swain Event. And you know this, man.
Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. We hope you are having a wonderful Tuesday. We're we, we close, y'all. We're we close. Ben, let us know we are four days away. Four days away. We are close. Let's get to the Swainville Hotline. And, um, Ben, you're going to enjoy this caller. I think everybody else will, too. We got Buck Nasty. Buck Nasty, what's up, man? Top of the morning to you, boys. How are y'all? Man, we are wonderful. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful morning here in West Tennessee. I'm sitting here on my back porch right now in my underwear, smoking loving monies and drinking Melly Yellows, just high on anticipation for this football season. I don't expect anything different from you, Buck Nasty. Well, you know, I've been in the good book lately, reading a lot, and uh, it has a lot of terms in there calling, talking about timing and the changing of the season, Swain. And that got me to thinking, you know, it's almost that time of year where the leaves start changing on the trees, you know, and it starts to get real pretty. It starts to get real brisk in the morning times where it's, it's just this awesome feeling you can feel in your loins. It's time, Swain, to get off the Twitter and stop arguing about what TBA is going to be called. And it's time to get off there and stop worrying about what's the best dish to have at Thanksgiving. It's time for uh, Danny White to have to stop bodying coaches on the Twitter as well. It's time for Joe Milton to show people what he can do on the field. It's time for Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, and all this stable of backs we got to line up and go hit somebody in the mouth and run naked past them. It's time for Aaron Beasley and that defensive line he's got in front of him to absolutely wreck folks, young man. It is time for Danny and Heupel and that whole coaching staff to put everything to the side and get ready for the Virginia Cavaliers come Saturday at noon. It's time for Coach Josh Happel to take that right shoe he has on, shine it up real nice, and stick it right up on Coach Elliott's rear end for, for Danny White one time. It is football time in Tennessee, by God, and I am ready for it if nobody else is, son. I think you're ready to play some football, uh, Buck Nasty. What you think, man? I'll put it on me. Every great athlete's got one play left. I still got my jock strap right here in the in the closet here in the room where I can play one more go. If they need me to line up at linebacker, I put on a few pounds. I can't run like I used to, but I guarantee you I can light up somebody one more good go around. <laughs> hey, man, is it hanging up in the corner or do you have it in, in the it's drawer? Still got the jock itch right there on the side of it hanging on the, the coat hanger. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, man, let's go. One more play. One more play, Bud Snapping clear. Just because you're itching a little doesn't mean you can't knock somebody's ear hole off their helmet. You know what? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I am. And I agree with you. It, it is time, man. It's, it's time to start talking about who's going to be the breakout, who's been slept on, who hasn't been talked about enough. Hell, everybody's been talked about enough, Bud it, it is time to go. i tell you what else it's time for. It's time for Big Orange Mac, D.R. Ball. Ballstorm, 
all these great Swain event calls. Dare I even say the great Neyland Mafia to call back into the Swain event and let's get this party started. We finally got some winning football teams. Let the smack talking begin, and let's put the whole SEC on notice. That by God, the Swain event family is here, and we're ready. You boys have a great day, and y'all chop it up with the best of them, baby. Oh, man. That's Bug Nasty. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, I don't think we can disagree with that phone call at all, but, uh, Ben, on Buck Nasty's phone call. No. no. Nobody gets more juiced up and, and, and ready to go for, for game day than Bug Nasty. I, I know there's been some other legendary calls that, that have been made during game week, but in terms of the juice and the energy, I, I don't think that Buck Nasty's juice and energy is matched. No. Not, not, not at all. I just... Guys, this whole Danny White, Tony Elliott thing, I just think it's overblown. I don't think it's it's it's, it's a big deal, yes, because you have an AD that came out and uh, basically said, hey, we didn't offer you. And um, I just I just think it's it's it, the situation is doing too much, honestly. But, like, I don't know if Josh Heupel is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to drop 50 in your head just because of that. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. I, I do see 50 being dropped, but not just because of what Tony Elliott said. I mean, Tony Elliott feels like he's been offered. Um, and so, hey, Danny White feels like he wasn't offered. But I don't think that's going to turn into Josh Heupel going, you know what? You t- Tony Elliott disrespected me, so I'm going to be petty and drop 50 on you. I just... I don't see that happening, but well, Tennessee's going to drop fifty on Virginia. Regardless, but it's not going to yeah, right. It's not going to be because of some beef between Danny White and and Tony Elliott or, or T- Tony Elliott and, and Tennessee. Now, if Tony Elliott had the ability to to hang some points on Tennessee, he absolutely would take advantage of that. I would imagine, but he does not have the personnel or gunfire to <laughs> make that happen. So uh, Josh Heupel could care less whether or not Tony Elliott got the job or was offered because Josh Heupel's the one that got the job, yep. accepted it, and is having far more success at a uh, pretty much a, a blue blood program in college football, and Virginia is Virginia football. They're known for basketball. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Um, Tony Elliott was on the nation on Sunday. Chris Lowe, uh recorded a one-on-one interview with him and we played that during the nation and Chris Lowe asked him about you know what what matchups kind of stand out to him or concern him uh he was like all of them <laughs> like all of them he understands that his team is not equipped from a talent standpoint to travel to Nashville and and really beat Tennessee if Tennessee is playing um, some of their best best football. I think Tennessee receivers should have a field day because Tony Elliott mentioned that they are new in the back end. They have, they got to replace some uh, some corners, and that might not bode well for for their secondary. Uh, Chris Law asked him about the health of his offensive line, so there may be con- some concern about his offensive line coming in 100% healthy. And that's going to be great for Rodney Garner and his group and Tennessee's defensive line. So 
yeah, like it's it's going to be tough for Virginia. Um, we understand what happened last season to you know their football program. Three players were shot and killed, and and Tennessee is going to honor those players with a moment of silence, and uh, they'll wear a decal on their helmet. Um, so I, I I just hope that you know we kind of take that in consideration. I know how we are as fans when we're playing against a team rocking a different color than ours, and it's all about destroy, destroy, destroy. And, you know the trash talk can can get to a different level, but I just hope that we have that kind of in the back of our head, back of our heads and our minds that this is Virginia's first game since um, the horrible tragedy. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Yeah, I mean, looking looking at this uh, depth chart, I was surprised as as you were with um, the offensive line, John Campbell or Gerald Mincy, because um, I didn't think he was been an or all fall camp, um, especially there with the corners as well. I mean, I'm a little surprised with the or um, two corners, both starting corners being co bracketed as starters. Um, What's really interesting is Squirrel White and Dante Thornton. Like, who's going to 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 be the guy there in the slot? I know. Who both do you think? Um, I don't know, Ben. I kind of see them being neck and neck right now, and maybe throughout the course of of the season. Who who do you think is it fair? To, they they both run really fast, right? Yeah, D- in different in different ways. Um, they just both fast, Ben. What's that? I said fast is fast. I, I don't know if it's different. <laughs> well, I, I, it's it's just weird to say because Squirrel is six. Well, not, is even he's five ten and Dante's six five. So that was more my point yeah, in, they, in saying that it, it's funny that they're they're just completely different sizes and and they're they're the same speed. Yeah. But the question that I was getting to is: Are they still different receivers? Different types of receivers, although they are equally fast. Yeah, yeah. I think anytime you have two guys that are opposite in size, I mean, yeah, they're two different two different type of receivers. Um, one can do things that the other one may not be able to do because of their size. Like, this is fascinating to me. I mean, it really is because you have a guy in Squirrel White that had a strong finish to last season but always seems to have something going on physically where he can't go uh, consistently. Then you have a Dante Thornton who's 6'5", 214, who he's been out there. And so who's going to get the snaps? Who's going to, like, who's not going to get the snaps when Squirrel and Dante is on the field at the same time? Because why wouldn't you want both guys on the field at the same time? At I'm trying points? to go four wide receiver sets with Brew, Ramel, Squirrel, and Dante. Yeah, and, and when you do that, you are opening your offensive lineup to getting exposed to if they are not on top of their game. So, like, this is this is fascinating to me with the receivers, uh, when we go with four receivers and seeing what happens with, with, with the tight end, um, how long he's going to be out, and then with the running back. Like, it's, it really is, man. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this staff is going to use uh, all the pieces on, on offense. So, yeah, man, like, these, these brackets – that's, that was the first thing that popped out the page, uh, popped off the page for me, was seeing Squirrel White and Dante Thornton. Were you surprised that they listed Cooper as the, the starting center, given that he's hurt right now? No, because I I know how these coaches are. 
I mean, look at look at look at Elijah Simmons. Right? I mean, he's 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 listed right there in the you know, too deep. And, you know, he's out for a couple of weeks. Uh Cooper Mays. We know he's not playing game one, but he's listed right there, you know, as a starter. So no, I'm I'm not surprised. I think this is kind of what coaches do. And uh I just think coaches are, are paranoid. I mean, football coaches are way more paranoid than, than basketball coaches. And uh, I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. And um you you don't want to give the opponent the information, but a part of me is like they already have the information. Like they they already, I think I think they pretty much know Cooper is probably not going to play because that's all that's been talked about in the last three three weeks here in Knoxville with media is the fact that Cooper is not going to play. So uh, I'd be surprised if they don't already know that. But hey, man, this is just this is this this is this is how coaches operate, especially football coaches. Uh, Tina R says, I didn't see Christian Harrison's name anywhere. What's up with him? When I asked about him being in the mix, you know, I, I was told that, yeah, he, he is going to be right there. He just, he just not listed in the, in the too deep, but I expect him to play. I, I don't really, just because there's so many veterans, I, I think if the veterans struggle, then, then yes, we, we could see Christian Harrison. You but think also, he's play? I, I, I would be surprised just because they have so many veteran corners in, in front of him. I, I think that's the biggest reason that he was listed, not listed on the depth chart, uh, and, and not really that. And it's not about him doing something wrong or, or maybe not being where he needs to be. I, I do think there's a little bit of of him still needing to develop, but. I just think there's so many veteran corners at that spot. Yeah, I mean you have you have two guys listed as co bracket starters at corner. At the legal position, you got four guys. Um at running back, you have four guys. And I know cornerback, you have two, you know, two of those in at once. Leo, you have one. Running back you have one. So like if there was more space to add another corner I think you see Christian Harrison I think you see Ricky Gibson and like we don't know what's what could happen with these four I mean this is assuming that all four of these guys are healthy and that they all play well but I'm telling you the moment somebody slips up gets hurt or doesn't play well I can see Christian Harrison being being a guy that plays now will it be versus Texas A&M or Florida I don't I don't know but Christian Harrison is is one of those guys I think that's kind of creeping, creeping up. And you know, last year we saw him. We were standing right next to each other last year, the beginning of of of, the, of, the, of practice, fall camp. I think it was day one too. Yeah, and from a technique standpoint, he's not a he wasn't a normal freshman. Um, nope. During the locker room, kind of off to the side, I, I asked about Christian Harrison. I asked Kamal Hatton about Christian Harrison. He was like, "Yeah, he yeah, he he gonna be all right." Like. He's he's not a normal young corner. Like he's technically sound, um, but you're right. Like there are a lot of guys, but I'd be surprised if we don't see him playing in the first first two games just because uh, of uh, the quality of opponent and how I think a lot of guys should 
and, and will play. But, yeah, there are a lot of players for sure. Yeah, and, and Ricky Gibson's coming, man. He coming. <laughs> not, and, again, not that Christian Harrison's doing anything wrong, but uh, – and, honestly, it's a good thing for Christian that Ricky Gibson – Jordan Matthews, Christian Conyers, all all three of those freshman corners that that seem to be real promising. It's good that that those three are nipping at uh, their heels. I I would be curious to see who who goes in first between a Ricky Gibson and Christian Harrison. Yeah. Maybe they go in at the same time. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of Virginia, if if the game goes like it should, and and Austin P is as well. But I was going to make the same exact point that you made. Uh, about Christian Harrison, I've always been very, very high on him just because you watch him and he moves different than other young corners because he is so fundamentally sound. You you can tell that his dad played in, in the NFL for a very, very long time and, and that he was coached up from a fundamental and, and technique standpoint before he ever got to Tennessee. I, I bet if Willie Martinez was asked uh, about Christian's fundamentals and, and technique he would say something along the lines of that he doesn't have to spend a lot of time working on that with christian yeah for sure for sure eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. let me hit this uh baby chevrolet text box baby chevrolet.com red tag sale going on just make sure you go to their website all inventory marked down with their best price on the windshield get your biggest savings on their largest inventory in years, up to $10,000 off. That is BattyChevrolet.com. Nelson from Jackson said, this is why I miss Swain Event in the mornings, referring to Buck Nancy's phone call. Buck Nancy, we still got Thursday show. I mean, Buck Nancy's like this on a Tuesday. Imagine what he's like tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. My goodness. Uh amazing golf balls watch the cow game in knoxville back when you play last night how to feel catching that ball ringing to running in the open field to the checkerboards oh, i felt great it felt great i was wondering, wondering when my opportunity was coming because meacham was gobbling up all the touchdowns and all the catches in, in the yards but it felt great anytime he hit those checkerboard end zones whew, ain't no feeling like it was your favorite touchdown scored as a receiver? What What was your favorite touchdown overall that you scored, and what was your favorite touchdown that you scored inside of Neyland? Um, it's probably a, I mean, it's probably a tie between the Alabama game '04, the Florida game '04, uh, the Cal '06 game. Well, that was that that was fun, but like that '04, that Florida game, it was one hundred eight thousand people. In the stadium, that's just Neyland Stadium record that will never be broken. I can always say I was part of of history, and to catch a touchdown in the, like the biggest moment of that game, even though people joke that it wasn't a touchdown, it's like that was just a huge, huge moment. And then the the Alabama game, like I remember, it was a skinny post, and Ains checked the line of scrimmage. Uh, Anthony Madison was guard me, who played for your Steelers, and gave him a little <laughs> off the line of scrimmage, and got to the inside and um, called it, and and somebody tripped me. I think it was Anthony Madison tripped me, so I had to be cool with how I fell and, and get up and look all cool. But like I remember, like the Tennessee high five, and that was something I always wanted to do. Um, 
during during my recruiting times was man, I, I thought it was so cool that Kelly Washington and Jermaine Copeland and Peerless Price and all the receivers that played before me did the Tennessee High Five. And like that moment, me and Tony Brown did the Tennessee High Five. And I was so amped and hyped, Ben. I jumped so high. Like if there was a photo, I think I've I don't know if I have it somewhere, but like I'm I'm so much higher than Tony Brown. I jumped so high. Like Tony Brown's hitting my wrists. I'm like I'm I'm like I'm I'm in the air, man. I'm I'm like uh, Keon Johnson. And uh, I remember the referees came over. It was like, all right, all right. And I th- think about like all the touchdowns I scored now. Referees let you do the nay nay, the uh, tootsie roll, the the cupid shuffle. They let you do everything now. But we do a little high fives. The referees like, all right, that's enough. That's enough fun. But yeah, those two touchdowns stand out. Stand out the most. Man. They stand out the most. Um, Bulldog Brian, who do y'all have winning Utah versus Florida, LSU versus Florida State? What you got, Ben? Uh, I've got Utah beating Florida, although the quarterback situation for Utah right now is is a little worrisome. Uh, Cam Rising, who is very, very talented, uh, is beat up and, and questionable. And then I believe their backup uh, had some type of procedure, and, and he's out. Uh, I think I want to say it was a lacerated spleen or, or something along those lines. The, the backup quarterback and and so the the third third string quarterback apparently can can run around a little bit and and because of the situation has gotten a ton of reps in, in fall camp, which I guess is a a good thing for fall camp or for uh, for Utah. So that that kind of gives me a little pause when making a prediction, but ultimately I, I think Florida uh, gets beat up in the trenches. Uh, that that environment in Utah is going to be off the walls. Uh, you, you know how much I love Kyle Whittingham. Uh, and also, it came out last night that Florida's going to have to travel up today mm-hmm. because of the hurricane that is coming through Florida. And I believe I saw where they're staying in Dallas tonight, and they're going to practice in Dallas. So uh, that, that could be a good team bonding moment. It, it could also create a little extra chaos leading up to Thursday. So I, I just think Utah beats up Florida, quite frankly. And LSU, Florida State, I, I think that that's a toss-up 50-50, whoever shows up and plays well that night. But I, I, I kind of like the... I kind of like the vibe that Florida State has right right now. Uh, there's a little talk about LSU and its secondary. There's been a little bit of distraction uh, with Mason Smith being suspended. And, and I like Jaden Daniels and their receivers, but I, I think they're being a little overhyped because of the logo on the side of their helmet. I think they'll have great years, but I, I don't think he's winning the Heisman or they're winning the national championship. And, and I, I like what Mike Norvell is doing. You know, I like Mike Norvell too. So I, I'm going Florida State. And, and Utah in those big-time SEC matchups this weekend. Cam Rising towards ACL uh, in the Rose Bowl in their bowl game. And so it'll be either Bryson Barnes or, or Nate Johnson. Cal uh, Woodingham, Utah's coach, yesterday during media availability said that you'll see Nate Robertson in this game no matter what happens. Uh, it says very close. Nate has really closed the gap. You've, you've got to weigh everything. You got Barnes, who won the Washington State game, performed well in the Ohio State game. When he uh, went in, Nate has done well a limited rep. So it looks like we're going to see some Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson, Nate Johnson, and um, Cam Rising 
may not be out there. But I like Utah's toughness. I like the physicality. I like to have established culture. Uh, and I like that they're playing at home. So I, I got the same picks as you. I like Florida State. I got Florida State in my Final Four this year. 865-255-03. We'll come back. I'll get your Final Four, Ben, as we approach week one of the college football season. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- 257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. It's the great Ben McKee. I'm Jason Swain. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant uh, in America. Thank you for making our program part of your morning. If you miss any part of the show, you can go and check out the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. That's where we are. Our telephone number, 865-255-03. You can use the Swain Event app to basically listen to the show wherever you are. But you can text us by using the Betty Chevrolet text box, BettyChevrolet.com. Yeah, my my final four, Ben, is I got Florida State. I just think that they play the week conference. They have LSU. Even if they lose to LSU, they have enough time. And they'll have Clemson to play. They have to win that game. But they have enough to to get to the top four, man. I'm a big fan of the quarterback. And then I have Michigan. I like their quarterback. I like their running back. I think they're still tougher than Ohio State. I got Georgia because – they have the most talent in the country. But really the reason is because I don't want Curry Smart 
to say that nobody picked them to win it. Uh-uh. He ain't using me for bulletin board material because I think Georgia's going unscored on, undefeated. I don't think anybody's going to get a yard on Georgia this year. So I got Georgia. And then I, how about this one, man? You, you are definitely going to disagree with this one. This was okay. But I had to pick a fourth one. I got Texas in there. I got Texas in there. We saw B- we saw um, TCU last year. Well, somebody has to take their place. Is it going to be USC or someone from the Pac-12? Eh, maybe. If it ain't Texas, then I can see USC or Oregon uh, or Washington. But I'm going to go with Texas. I'm going to go with Texas in that fourth spot. So those are my, my final four um, as we approach week one. I, I like it. I, I don't disagree with with that Texas pick. I I think you can pick a lot of different teams this year because uh, of some uncertainty around the quarterback position. Like I I don't think Georgia is an automatic shoe in uh, until Carson Beck proves himself. Uh, and, and their running game situation seems to be a, a bit of an issue. Their offensive line is still going to maul people, but uh, after Branson Robinson tore his ACL last week. There's serious concerns about the running back position for Georgia. There's already a talk about depth at that position, and and then Branson Robinson tears his ACL. So, like, if if they can't get the running game going and and Carson Beck doesn't click the way that a lot of people think that he will, all of a sudden Georgia looks a whole lot different. Now, they still have a ton of talent, and and maybe the defense can carry them, but uh, that, that would make things look a whole lot different. Alabama, we all know their quarterback situation. I do think it's being a little blown out of proportion. I think people are acting like um, it, it's a doomsday scenario for Alabama. And, you know, yes, it's a concern that Ty Simpson or, or Jalen Milrow or, or Tyler Buckner haven't completely separated themselves. But, like, I, I don't I don't think that any guy that they put back there is just going to be, like, a bad quarterback. And I think that's what a lot of people are, are assuming. And, uh, their their defense is still going to be rocking. Their offensive line is going to be rocking. So it's just wide open because of the, the uncertainty around quarterback. Ohio State, I don't believe they've announced their starting quarterback. I, I think that's going into to game week here uh, b- between their two guys. Uh, so I, I, I certainly understand, like, you picking Texas and, and Florida State. I, I like those picks. It, it makes sense to go a lot of different directions, Bo Nix and Oregon. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't put a ton of thought into picking a fourteen playoff because I just haven't had to with with my work. Uh, we can pick on my game by game Tennessee predictions if you'd like to do that later. But uh, just off the top of the head, you, you got to put Georgia in there for simply what you said. They have the best roster and the most talent in, in college football. You, you just have to kind of pencil them in there. I really like Florida State and Michigan. Um, Michigan's got a lot of buzz right now. I am I am a little worried about. All the distractions. I hear more about Jim Harbaugh and and things off the field than I do about Michigan's football team on the field. Been the same way so the last am, three years. Yeah, that's a good point that they've been able to to overcome that. But I I still think Michigan is ahead of Ohio State, like you mentioned. So I would probably just off the cuff Georgia, Michigan, A and M, uh, and then that fourth spot. LSU maybe sneaking in there again. I don't think they're going to go win the national championship, but they do have some firepower on offense. And if it clicks like many think that it will, then all of a sudden they are a title contender more than I think that they are. Uh, Texas, a lot, a lot of people are hyping up Texas, but it's always hard to buy into Texas, right? Because yeah. they're hyped up every single season. So I, I haven't really s- settled on a on a solid fourth. 
but I, I do think there's quite a bit of teams there in the mix. I don't think USC will make it to the playoffs. I, I do feel pretty convicted in that opinion. Uh, that that offensive line is going to get Caleb Williams hurt, uh, and they and their defense under Alex Grinch is is still missing a whole lot of tackles out there on Saturday. So I, I don't think USC will make it. I do feel convicted in that thought. Let's get to the phones. Good morning. Who do we have with us today? Uh, good morning, guys. You know, Ben, people hop up Texas like y'all hop up local rap artists. I mean, I get so tired of it. They, they don't have any talent, and yet people keep talking about them. So I'm ready to move on to Texas and rappers. Uh, they they do. I feel you on the, the hype in Texas up part, but they do have a, a nice-looking roster from a, a talent perspective. Steve Sarkeesian uh, has, has been able to – to to flip the roster, I guess you could say, which also feels weird to say because it's Texas. Why do you ever need to flip the roster talent wise at Texas? But that's where it was when he took over, and uh, they, they've got some firepower at receiver. They've got a dynamic quarterback in Quinn Ewers. A lot of people think that Steve Sarkeesian is the best play caller in, in college football. So I I I can understand people hyping up Texas this year. This year it makes a little more sense than in years past. Yeah, I'm ready to move well, on to the other. I'm ready to move on to the next phone caller. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was going to move on, but I mean, color me shocked. Sanford's playing. He's pulling for Georgia to go unscored on. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, DJ shocked the jersey on this morning underneath that well, black zip, zip up jacket. You know, and I, I had a phone call, so I didn't get to hear. But was my uh, message in the text box answered, Ben? It was addressed to you. Uh, no, Boy, it was you, not answered. I uh, I honestly have not seen Sister Jean throw out the first pitch. I, I stayed off social media yesterday in terms of scrolling social media. Here you go. Here you go again, Dorval. I got you. Well, I mean, you, you did you did hop her up as well. But serious question though, I, I saw where Dave Hooker, I think that's his first name, put out a report. K could be out, or K Cooper could be out till A and M is. Uh, that that's a lot of cause for concern, right? Because the last thing I want is a uh, 2018 West Virginia lookout block uh, between Brandon Kennedy and JG on the first play of the game. Dude, boy. Yeah, I ain't touching that. That scares me, Slim. Would it be fair to summarize it as just a big question mark right now? Mm. As the question mark. I think that that the question mark A and the question mark B would be Joe Milton's performance this year, but it it, it does scare me. I mean, honestly, you look back at that first play of the Pruitt era, we should have started investigating them after that play to get rid of them. So this, so wait, so this was said on 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 the show about Cooper Mays or what? Evan, uh, I I haven't listened to this. You saw show. first. You listened to this firsthand, or this is secondhand no, no, information. No, no, no. Evidently, he put out an article. Mm-mm. Okay. I I haven't heard Hooker since uh, TSR. So, uh, but yeah, evidently there's an article out there. So, of course, I come to you because I trust you, despite you pulling for Georgia. Stop. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at the article right now that was put out yesterday. Uh, and I don't see anything about Texas A&M as I am admittedly skimming through it for the sake of, of being quick, but all, all I see is that he said that he could be out a few weeks, which has been known for for several weeks now. 
All right, good. I pray thank, for his health. I, pr- I pray for his health above mine, guys. I'm going to put it like that. He did say that Florida was thought to be the target game to get Mays back on the field. However, that is becoming less likely as time goes on. Mm-hmm. All right, DR Vaughn. Thanks for the phone call, buddy. Always coming with good news. Thanks, guys. See you. We shall see when Cooper is going to be back. Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a big concern. I mean he he got cut on on his back like that, and he plays offensive line like that. that that's typically not a a, a good thing. So it, it's been a, a a huge concern and a questionable situation, I guess you could say, for several weeks now. Alex says Alabama has a lesser talent, lesser coaching staff, and barely beat Texas with the help from the refs. Texas is the call. Still is a known commodity, and Texas knows how to beat him. Yeah, I'm. I am not intimidated by uh, by Kevin Steele being defense coordinator at, at all. And I think um, I think Texas is going to to beat Alabama. And um, in Brian Denny. Yeah. That's 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 where it's gonna happen, Ben. Well, I, I mentioned the Brian Denny aspect because that 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 will make life tougher for Texas uh, than it was a season ago. Like Alabama had to to go into Texas, and and that obviously played a, a role and impacted the game, and and that'll be the same this year. I, I know a a lot of people are rightfully questioning the quarterback position at Alabama. What's been as big of an issue that people need to be talking about just as much is that the receivers can't catch the football consistently. They, they've been battling drops throughout camp. But it, it does seem like it may be one of those vintage Nick Saban teams at Alabama where the offensive line is just a bunch of road graders and they just move everybody up front. And they have some some nice backs uh, as well. Roy Dale, Roy Dale Williams and, and Jace McClellan. They, they they should be able to run behind an offensive line that sounds like they've had a great camp. And also, that defense is expected to be much better and much more Nick Saban-like than a season ago. So if those reports coming out of, of camp are true about the offensive line and and the defense, then that, that'll lessen the burden of, of that quarterback position. And it may be more like a a Greg McElroy, A.J. McCarron type of situation to where they're they're not Bryce Young, Tua, Jalen Hurts, guys like that, Mac Jones, but but guys that I guess Mac Jones was kind of a game manager as well, but and a game manager is not a bad thing. But it, it seems like maybe Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow or, or Tyler Buckner can can kind of roll with the punches a little bit better if that defense and O line is what people say it is. I don't need to go to the text box, but but I need to check something right quick because we had a question about about JT Stroud. My goodness, yes, the answer is yes. The question is, my goodness, JT Stroud may start for Arkansas State. How old is that man? You go and you look at the depth chart there, at Arkansas State. JT Stroud, red shirt, senior transfer, starter. Where's number three? My goodness. I didn't think JT Stroud was still playing. How old is he? 
Um, oh, <laughs> like oh, man, we got we got to see how old JT Stroud is because, guys, he he's been playing a long time. I need to look well, up his. I need well, to look up his look, birthday. Yeah, while you look up how old JT Stroud is, it, it's like I had a, I had one of these moments uh, on Sunday or Saturday. I guess it was. I, I was reading over some some South Carolina stuff and I was looking at their roster and online D'Angelo Gibbs is listed on South Carolina's roster as a, as, as a walk on defensive back and, and Patrick Brown and I were talking and it's like how does he even still have eligibility left I mean this is a guy that opted out left the team it, it's and he started I mean he was recruited to Alabama D'Angelo Gibbs was under Jeremy Pruitt at Alabama, and he's still playing college football at South Carolina as a defensive back this year. JT Stroud is uh, he's 23. Looks like he's going to be 24 October the 22nd, which is still younger than Hendon Hooker, right, when he played his last year at Tennessee? Uh, yes, I think. So I, I'll just shut up now. I, I won't. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's. I think this should be about the, the last year or so of of having – these these much older guys around i mean guys are still benefiting from covid which they should be able to get a free year of eligibility off of that chaotic season yeah for sure. so but I, I think this will be just it should be just about the last of it either this so. year or next year i hope so b rad says hot take bama will have three losses that's not a hot take that's not a hot take at all i mean they play in texas they play in us they play in lsu I mean, I, I think Alabama's schedule is tougher than, than it has been in the last couple of years. But part of that is because Alabama is not as good as they've been in the last couple of years. Uh, SCVFL says Milton is 23-2. Yes, Milton is. Better quarterback, Brandon Wheaton, JT Stroud. Okay, we know the answer, D.R. Vall, is Brandon Wheaton. Brandon Wheaton actually got himself drafted and played the next level. Real deep on the four two three. How being gonna forget to mention your boy Dominic Wood Anderson days away from game day? <laughs> I'll just move on. I still maintain my opinion. He should have been better than he was. Too big and athletic not to be better than he was. And he got a shot with the Seahawks. Okay, he was on the preseason team with the Seahawks. Leave me alone, GB. Orilla says it's football time in Tennessee. Danny White making statements off the field. We need our Vols to make one on the field. Hashtag beat Virginia. Uh, I agree. I 100% agree. Nathaniel, I agree with you as well. Vol teacher, y'all see the high school coach in Atlanta that punched a player during the game. Mays High School did not see that. I know what I'll be doing after the show. I'll have to Google that and kind of see what happened. May not be after the show, maybe during the next break. JG and Hypo's offense would have been ridiculously good no matter how much hay he gets. He threw a very pretty ball. Well, that is true. He did throw a pretty ball. Neil Mafia says blank Texas. Anybody surprised Neil Mafia said that? No. Not surprised at all. Who's your ball? We see a lot of seniors and starters talk about the plan to play the backups and develop game uh, ready depth. For now, and starters for 2024, how important is that balance? Who benefits from this? 
players, for the coaches. More guys playing benefits everybody. 100%. And you have to be trusted to, to, to get the nod to go out there. And usually the guys that have the most experience have the nod in most cases. But you have players who are more talented, more physically talented, that may find themselves even with a senior. And if that's the case, you always go with a young player. But in the first two games, Tennessee should, Tennessee should be playing a lot of guys, whether it's seniors, juniors, freshmen, sophomore, like a lot of guys should be playing. And I think it's important to develop depth because you just never know what's going to happen on the football field. Who's going to get hurt? The last two years, Tennessee's starting quarterback has gotten hurt. So you never know. Last year at the running back position, you were you were thin. And we were fortunate. But you still had a running back had to have offseason surgery. Our DBs were decimated last year. Um, we were very fortunate on the offensive line last year. And we're starting this year on the offensive line with someone very uh, important. Banged up and hurt. May miss multiple games. Now, I wouldn't go with D.R. Vall's report, his secondhand information. I wouldn't go with that. But, yeah, Cooper's going to miss 1,000% the first game. And I wouldn't be surprised if he missed, missed the second game. 865-255-03. Yeah, we got to check out that... Um, what happened in Atlanta? That's that's weird, right there. Surprising, no, but weird, absolutely. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Ben McKee, go off two four seven. I'm Jason Swain. Stay with us. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Hey there, Swain Event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics. 
so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. That damn buck nasty, man. Woo! I don't know how he's going to contain himself on Friday because today he was on 10. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Real D form from the 423 says, who would have thought that Keaton would outshine those other two Marietta teammates? Oh, boy. Talking about Harrison Bailey and Eric Gilbert. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point because according to on three, Nick Schultz an hour ago, Nebraska tied in. And for those that don't know, he's at Nebraska now. So he started off at LSU, transferred to Georgia, never really played at Georgia. And now he's at Nebraska trying to get eligible. Arrested Tuesday on uh burglary charge while waiting for his eligibility. Woo! And then you have Harrison Bailey, who folks are ready to call in and fight us, Ben. You remember those days? <laughs> ben, you, you remember those days people used to want to call in and, I mean, really want to throw hands over Harrison Bailey? Huh? He's this and he's that. He's a five-star. I mean, Woo! You remember those days, Ben McKee? Don't miss them at all. <laughs> like, Swain don't know what the hell he's talking about. He don't know. He, don't, don't dudes don't know what they talking about. Harrison Bailey should be out there. He should be playing. He's a five-star. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, I do miss. I miss those days a little bit. Because I love it when, when you know you're right and the opposition is not only wrong, 
but they loud and wrong. I like to be quiet and right while other people are loud and wrong. I just sit back and go, okay, okay, we'll see. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> and, you know, I, I hate that for Harrison because he worked hard and he's smart. It just, it just never it just never happened for him on the football field. But the people who never saw him practice, who only looked at a few plays against inferior opponents and just thought that he should have been the guy moving forward because Jared Gantano was so inconsistent here at Tennessee. Look look what, look what Harrison is now. I don't even know where he is. I know he transferred to UCLA. And the last time... Did he, did he transfer back home? Is he at Georgia State or something now? He is at Louisville right now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. I had no no clue where Harrison Bailey was. But, yeah, Ramel Keaton, the best one out of that group. And I I, I can sit here and say that I didn't, did not expect Ramel Keaton to be the most productive, reliable, player out of that trio. Ben, yeah, don't Harrison even... Bailey is at Louisville. Hmm. I think he's walking on at Louisville. Is he not? He did walk on at Louisville. Yeah, so. I and wish as he... of two weeks ago, we had a story up on 247, and it was headlined, quarterback Harrison Bailey battling for backup spot at Louisville. I hope he balls out. He's a senior. Hope it hope it works out, but my goodness. Rivals. Don't get me started. All right, let me get to the phones. <laughs> Good morning. Who we got? What up, Swain? It's your boy, Big Shot, man. Big Shot, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, man. I can't explain. I just uh, I just want to call and say that. Um, why are we talking about Harrison Bailey this morning? Because we are a show that have has an open form and no. someone used a text box that was real deep from the four two three and asked the question, who would have thought Ramel Keaton would outshine the other two Marietta teammates in Harrison Bailey and <laughs> Eric Gilbert? So that's that's how. Mm-mm. Tennessee football play Saturday, man. We ain't got no reason to be talking about Harrison Bailey, man. We don't care. Ramel doing his thing. That's all that matters. Ramel is on Tennessee's team, ain't he? So I'm saying Ramel doing his thing. We don't care about Bailey. Okay. I'm just answering the question. Nobody trying to talk about him, man. Everybody in the world was clamoring for that dude to play, and he was butt booty terrible on a good day. Hey. Yeah, Mr. Blaine, I might help you. I'm not disagreeing with you on that one. But again, oh, okay. just answering cool. the question in the text box. <laughs> I know. Nah, but I really called in to also let the good people know. Sometimes I get messages asking about how C Mac is doing. I just want everybody to know C Mac is good. I talked to him the other day. He's great. He's in great spirit. He got a smile on his face and all is well. I just want everybody to know that. Cause some folks, you know, they know that we live close to each other. He be disappearing on everybody. So I'm just let everybody know. He good. Other than that, I hope everybody has a great Tuesday. And uh, go balls, man. I'll get at y'all later. All right. Big shot, Rob. 
I will give you the same energy, but I'm going to be nice and say, well, nobody asking about C-Mac. Anybody want to talk about C-Mac? Who want to talk about C-Mac? But it's good to see Mike's good. 865-255-03. How many people this time last year said they never wanted to see Joe on the field again? A ton. Oh, yeah. That was two years ago, 2021, when he, uh, he ran out of bounds against against Ole Miss. But, hey, man, that was two years ago. Are you the same person you were two years ago? I can sit here and look at Ben McKee right now. I can tell you Ben McKee ain't the same person he was two years ago. You're so kind. He is not the same person. So let's have some grace. Let's let people grow. Let's let people develop. Let's let people, you know, improve. And Joe Milton has done that. Leaps and bounds. Y'all going to see it. I've seen it. I mean, we saw a little sample size of it versus Clemson. But, like, you see it. You see it every day. And Ben sees it when he goes to practice. Joe Milton's different. We just hope it translates to the game field. Yeah, I also think he's going to be able to run around a little bit more than than people are anticipating. I, I don't know that they're going to be calling designed runs for for Joe like they were Hendon, but maybe they call a couple here and there. They, they certainly will not call them at, at the the rate that they were doing for Hendon. Uh, but Joe has slimmed down. That that's been noticeable. One of the first things I mentioned mm-hmm. that first, or one of the first things I noticed that fall first week of fall camp and I asked him about it last Thursday when when he did meet with the media uh if if he had slimmed down and, and if he's noticed a, a little extra burst uh and he said that he he wanted to to slim down and, and get back closer to his high school high school weight and, and add a a little bit of speed as well and I think people are going to see that uh, starting on Saturday yeah me too Chip Payne says of course Romeo's going to outshine Harrison and Eric Gilbert didn't have a good head on the shoulders like Romel does. Stop sleeping on number nine. Chip Payne, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Chip Payne. Harrison Bailey was a five-star. Eric Gibble was a five-star. And I know you, stargazer, just like everybody else, saw that and said, man, I wish we had those guys on our team too. Of course, Romel Keaton has a good head on the shoulder. And the mental part of the game is just as important, if not more important, than the physical part of the game. But stargazers, don't even lie and say that you knew that October or uh, August 29, 2023, we would be sitting here saying that Ramel Keaton has had a better college football career than Eric Gilbert, who burst on the scene in the SEC at, the, at LSU, is like one of the best players in the conference as a true freshman. Stop lying, Chip Payne. Stop it. You lying. Let's go back to the phones. 865-255-03. Good morning. Of course, Ben McKee don't have the in the same as he was two years ago. He don't even have the same hairline. <laughs> no, no, no. My hairline is not the issue. It's everything behind the hairline that is the issue. <laughs> I have a good hairline. See? Uh, I got cut up recently. Hey, being a daddy it's everything make behind the hairline the that's the hair issue. Out. What's that? I said, being a daddy, I'll make you want to pull the rest of your hair out. Well, yeah, there, there are certainly. I mean, the look days. at Wayne. <laughs> uh, this ain't about me, Evolve Storm. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be putting me in this conversation. I've let go of mine l- decades ago. 
Oh, I know. We got the pictures to prove it. We put it on Twitter. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I, I will block y'all, but but uh, Elon Musk is protecting y'all. You won't let me block anybody. Oh, anymore. you ain't gonna you ain't gonna block me. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> Stick right. to sports. Oh man. <laughs> Well, speaking of sports, um, you know, the main narrative for this game is going to be what happened in Virginia. And, of course, you know, it's it's horrible what happened up there, and I'm glad that, uh, that Tennessee's going to be wearing the decals to kind of, you know, show a little honor and uh, appreciation toward the Virginia Ball Club. But here's the thing. Tony Vitello coined it perfectly. Or I should say the fan base coined it perfectly for Vitello. We are the villains. We're going to go in there and we're going to ruin that narrative. Because everybody's going to be like, you know, man, it'd be great for Virginia to get a win, you know, especially after the tragedy. But we're here to play ball. We ain't here about narrative. Just like in 2005, Tennessee went down to LSU. It was their first game after Hurricane Katrina, and what did they do? They beat them. Yeah. No, I think I think the world will be rooting for Virginia, and they should be. And it won't matter one bit. No, it's not going to matter. But it won't matter. No, it won't. It won't I, matter. I hate to say that, but boy, are they outmanned. No, it's not going to matter. It never matters who the, the world roots for. It matters who executes on the football field. But, like, the, the the world should root for Virginia because of what happened. I'll root for them afterwards. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But Every game after. They're they going to get stalled Saturday. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You said it pretty clear. We're going to be clear. the Virginia what Swain. Hey, we're going to be the Virginia what Swain is with Sister Jean. See you, boys. Oh, Happy Ballsport Day. You're the worst. You're terrible. Does that mean it's uh, Volstorm's happy birthday, or it is his birthday? Is that what Volstorm Day is? If it is, happy birthday, Volstorm! Yeah, happy birthday, Volstorm! What's that? Fifty-three, what, like fifty-seven now? It's fifty-three, fifty-seven, somewhere around there. Rodney and Austell says Keaton is a year older. The big three was B.J. Ojalari, Harrison Bailey, and Eric Gilbert. Okay, all right, all right. Very talented group right there. No wonder they won state. Other McKee says. Grown men with full heads of hair look creepy. Facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. I'm telling myself that too. Yeah. Alex says different receiver group, different running back group, tight ends. Milton has all the weapons around him. He has improved. Joe's numbers have improved. Get your popcorn ready. Joe, the show starts Saturday. Yeah, I remember in that old Miss game, um, Jacob Warren caught a big time pass that I think it was on fourth down and it was it was it was close to being a first down it was reviewed um and here Joe Milton and Jacob Bourne playing together again two years later but I'm with you Alex I'm excited for Joe Milton I, I really am I'm fired up for him happy for him hope he stays healthy goes out and just and his balls out he's gonna be the so bigger fun question to watch. is the bigger question is with the offensive line. I've, I said that early in the summer. Like I, I have more question marks and, and concern with the offensive line than I do 
Joe Milton. Yes, there's still an element of Joe Milton needing to prove himself consistently, but Joe Milton is a completely different person and quarterback than he was two years ago. And I love, I, I guess it was Alex's point that mm-hmm. for the most part, it, it's a, it, it's a completely different offense than than the one that he was dealing with uh, in 2021. It, it's it's far more talented. It's not just Valus Jones and, and Jacob Bourne and, and a little Javante Payton. I guess Cedric broke out that year as well, but sure did. Uh, the offense as a whole has has completely elevated and if you are looking to elevate and find a new home you should reach out to jennifer morris of keller williams realty jennifer got some love on the text box after uh, last thursday's show Uh, i believe it was audrey who said that uh, jennifer is is helping her family uh, find a new house in knoxville and she is incredible is what audrey said And Paducah, Kentucky Vol said Jennifer doesn't get enough credit for all she does, and that is the, the most simplest, best way to 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 summarize how great Jennifer is. It's, it's not just finding you a, a new home; she helps you through the process better than anybody possibly can. Every small detail she covers. Uh, she worries about you and your family during the process. Uh, she allows it to consume her life. Uh, and, and all she wants to do is make sure that you are taken care of in, in any way possible, not just in terms of buying the house, but anything that goes into a house. If if you have an issue here or there, Jennifer can can help you find the people or get you in touch with the people to help you take care of that. So I cannot recommend Jennifer Morris enough. She changed my family's life, and, and she can change your family's life as well. Love it. Love it. Good stuff, as always, coming from, from Jennifer Morris. And uh, Chip Payne says, "Yeah, you're right. Ben is growing. He's growing outward. Shut up, Chip Payne. I saw you a couple I, months ago. You, you, you ain't skinny. I, uh, I, I have grown outwards. There's no doubt about that. I like to lift uh, the bottle of alcohol a little too much. Dang, Ben. Uh, I'm also a, a, some- a, a, a father now, but I know that I've been in the gym more in the last two or three weeks than." You and Chip Payne combined. So Ooh, man, I, I, let know. I, I have gotten better, but some of us are doing stuff uh, to correct growing outwards. Let them know. Let them know, Ben. I don't know why I called Stray because I, I I didn't say anything. But hey, because I I I was picking up what you were putting down earlier by your little Ben's grown two over the last two years. No, and, and I was talking last about that. Time I saw you on, on Thursday. Uh, when I was filling in for Josh Ward, first thing you said to me was some slick little comment. Yeah, I did. I did. I did remind you how you get a little thick. But hey, I, I have no I room to talk. Thick. I'm, 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 I'm thick over here too. I mean, we we we've just we're we're blocking tight ends now. You you can probably hold your weight a little bit better in the trenches than me, but we're, we're no longer. <laughs> I'm no longer oh, a pretend man. receiver, and you're no longer a real receiver. We're, we're I'm a pretend tight end, and you're a real tight end. Oh man! I'm trying to look like Chris Brown, man. I'm trying to get rocked up. I know, I know. Chip over here lying, saying he lost 35 pounds since February. Oh, hey, Chip. I wish uh, we I could, haven't. I wish I haven't could. needed to lose 35 pounds. I, I could use, lose about 10 or 15, and that'd be that'd be good for me. If I lose 35, y'all gonna think I need to check into a facility. <laughs> All right, let me get this read in, man. Uh, you mentioned how Jennifer Morris has helped you with 
purchasing your first home. Well, if you have a home and you know it's time to replace one of your home systems, you can do that with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. When you purchase a new HVAC system, Hiller's going to give you two Yeti Trailhead camping chairs, Panka 28-liter waterproof backpack, the Tundra 75 cooler, and two tumblers for free. That is all Yeti products. Special freebies on Yeti products with every new whole home generator or tankless water heater purchase. Hiller's work is always backed by their happy you'll be or service is free guarantee. Visit their website, happyhiller.com for more details. So we, we don't know how to act on this on the show. It's because folks like Volstorm, Big Shot Rob, Chip Payne. Y'all some fools, man. Y'all, y'all just don't know how to act. My man Buck Nasty brought the fire this morning. He's excited. He's fired up. I hate to hear him on a Thursday or a Friday. He may blow a gasket, but that's what it's all about. It's almost football time here in Tennessee, four days until kickoff. Ben McKee, go Vols 247. I am Jason Swain. Here on Thursday, y'all, we'll be talking about real, real matchups. Virginia has yet to put out their too deep. Maybe they want to hold it like Nick Saban. And it won't matter. I mean, it's not going to matter, but they have not put out their too deep. I'm sure they'll have it out by Thursday. We'll dive into that. We'll dive into a little Virginia tape um, leading up to Thursday's show. Look forward to talking about the Tennessee-Virginia matchups more in depth and what to expect on, on Saturday. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. I'm Jason Swain. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. We are out. Peace and love.